Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Welcome to Because She Chose, the podcast for mamas like you and me with your host, of course, Camille McIntyre. I am so excited because this is episode one of a brand new season, season number three. I love starting things fresh and new with a fresh start. I was posting on social media the other day how much I love the spring. I love it so much. It just feels good. It feels like the cold weather's gone and now we're coming into warmer temperatures. We get to see some flowers. I already see the daffodils out in front of my house and some tulips are going to start springing up soon. I even have this squirrel, believe it or not, that runs to my door whenever I come in and out of my house looking for some snacks. We are crazy and we actually give them nuts. Yes, we are nuts, but we think it's so cute. And it's just showing us how everything is coming out of that state of hibernation, so to speak. I mean, while I love to hibernate in the winter, read some good books and drink my hot tea and all that fun stuff, I love the spring. I love when the trees that are bare for so long become green again. I love when I hear the birds outside starting to sing their songs and it just sounds so nice. I actually went out for my first walk of the spring the other day. Now, I hate the cold. Technically, I'm half Filipino and half Puerto Rican. So I love the warm weather. I'm sorry. My blood does not do well in the cold. So I just don't really go out a lot when it's cold. But when it's warm, mm, love it. And I walked on my beach and on the boardwalk, and it was just so pleasant. So that's why I wanted to start a new season and say, welcome. If you have never listened in, we're so happy that you're here. This is the podcast for busy moms that feel overwhelmed, that just need a little encouragement. I know I do. So I was thinking about a statement the other day. Listen to this. What do you think of when you hear this? I will have everything that God has for me. Pretty strong statement, isn't it? Part of me thinks, well, that's a bit presumptuous, I think. And then the other thought is like, well, why in the world not? What comes between me and obtaining every single thing that God has for me? Usually it's me. (laughs) People like to blame the devil. They like to say that he is throwing up roadblocks in your path. Hey, listen, that might be very well true. But most of the time, God is able to deliver every single thing that he has for you right into your hands. But most of the time, it's my own doubt that comes between me and every blessing that God wants me to have. So let me explain why I was thinking this thought. I was doing that never-ending scroll thing yesterday on social media, and I came across some pretty amazing women. I mean, one was a 20-something-year-old author of a gazillion Christian novels. Another was a missionary to Israel, and she had planted four churches in different countries. And there was yet another beautiful six-foot model that was traveling to Paris and Milan for her fashion shows. (laughs) Yikes. I was in turn looking at each and every one of these women fascinated, but yet deflated. I was intrigued, and yet then I was miserable. Why do you ask, was I on this roller coaster ride of emotions? It was because, really, comparison envy. 
it happens to the best of us. Let me tell you, it happens to me. You turn on the TV or even in your everyday comings and goings, there are billions of people in the world that would give us an up-close and personal opportunity to observe their life and glimpse into what makes them either different or beautiful or just an amazing, amazing life that they have. I could be guilty of it for myself. There are times when I look at my feed and I'm like, man, that looks pretty good. (laughs) And then I think, that day when I did that reel, a lot of bad things were happening and I did it anyway. And like these feelings were taking me by surprise. Like I don't normally feel jealous. It's not in my nature most of the time. I just, I know that, you know, God just blesses others and he's also granted me blessings and I've learned to look at what others have. And sometimes it just leads to desiring things that are not meant for me. I remember thinking as I was looking at these women, man, this looks pretty darn good. I started down this road of, well, what's wrong with me that I don't have X, Y, or Z yet? I've been at this thing called Christian life for 54 years, God, but believe me, I am right there with you, sis. I know that we all think this. No one is exempt. Nothing good comes from this line of thinking. And then in that quiet moment, I heard God break into my thoughts. And he said, what are you doing? And it jolted me. I quickly closed the app and I put my phone down. And there he was, God taking me down memory lane and showing me some beautiful pictures, snapshots of my younger days. I for some reason, I thought about my wedding day and me walking down the aisle to my husband. And then I fast forwarded to my three kids and bringing them into the world and then bringing them home. And then I started thinking about the days that I'd go to their elementary school and we'd have craft days and I'd see them play or in a performance or any of those things. And then I fast forwarded to the day that we started a church with my husband and a few great friends. And we were so on fire for God I believed him for every single thing that I prayed for. And most of the time I got it. No, I had never been to Milan or Paris or to a fashion show. No, I have never published a bestseller. Not yet. No, I've never seen or been to different countries on mission trips and things like that yet. But I asked God, like, why do I do this to myself? And it's quite simply human nature. So I'm going to switch gears here for a minute. You probably already know that I just love that show. I've talked about it before, The Chosen. And in one episode, Jesus teaches the sons of thunder, James and John, to never really try for more than what is yours. And here they were, they were vying for Jesus' attention. They wanted to be closest to him. You know, they were strong. They were wanting to protect him. And Jesus sends them out on what he called a very important mission. And it turns out, to be that the brothers are just plowing a field. They're wondering why they're in the middle of this hot sun, digging up this hard ground. They didn't even know whose field it was. And in the end, it was for a man that would come to the faith, come to faith in Jesus, because they just showed him great kindness without even being asked. So there was a real lesson there for me. And the word is, just wait for it. Humility. Uh, But you know what? I'll get to that in a minute. That's something that God was speaking to me about. And then I thought about that saying. They say Theodore Roosevelt once said it Comparison is the thief of joy. When I looked it up, they said that it might have been a quote by a man named Dr. Ray Cummings or something like that. Regardless of who originally said it, 
the idea is that comparing yourself to others kills joy. In that moment, I thought, me thinking that their life seems better than mine, and it very well could be, I'm not disregarding that, was stealing any kind of joy that I had in my life currently. And then I had read that Mark Twain had said, comparison is the death of joy. Not just the thief of it, but the death of it. Pretty strong words, I'd say. Two very smart and famous men. And here they are saying that comparing oneself to others never serves us well. It leads to such negative feelings of despair and can shut down the dreams and aspirations that God has given us, placed deep down on the inside of us. I remember that there was a season of motherhood when my children were really little. I'd look at these other moms my age with the same age kids and I would compare. I know you do it. Were my kids behaving well like Susie's kids? Were my kids dressed as well as Jenny's kids? Were my kids getting good grades like Mary's kids? It was exhausting. By looking at what others had, it was a constant reminder, constant reminder of what I didn't have. And then I felt like I had no choice, that we were a humble family in the ministry. I just had to accept that, you know, maybe we had to shop at Kmart and Walmart for clothes instead of, you know, places like the expensive stores, Children's Place or Justice for Girls. I used to go by there and say, oh, please, I hope my kids don't see that because they're going to want to go in there. And when my kids wanted what Bobby or Sally had, I had to explain that we couldn't get whatever we wanted. I had to take them to free events like playing at the park or going to the library for reading time. And listen, I'm not saying I was not grateful for those moments. I was. But accepting hand-me-downs over and over and over again from other families with kids older than mine could sometimes be a real blow to the ego. I was thankful, don't get me wrong, but sometimes it was exhausting having to explain that to my kids, trying to get them to see through a perspective of humility. You know, I remember seeing families going for professional family photos. I wasn't able to do that. We didn't have a Pinterest perfect house. Although the house that we had that God had given us was lovely. And over the years, we were able to do a lot of renovations to it, which was a great blessing to us. I remember every car we ever had was either given to us secondhand for free or purchased at a steal and was probably a jalopy. (laughs) But again, I am not complaining. I'm just stating the facts. So what I'm trying to say is it took me a really long time before I realized that what I thought I wanted was contributing to feelings of discontent. It wasn't healthy. I was trying to keep up with the Joneses. And what was happening was I was allowing my comparing myself to others to disillusion my sense of what was good in my own life. It robbed me of the joy of what I had right in front of me. Comparison led me to want more than what God had for me and led me to believe that I was less than. I look back now on what comparison had robbed me of, and I am so, so sorry for it. It created this unattainable expectation and put it in my heart. And by comparing my reality to other moms, I felt like I was failing as a mom. So I asked God one day, help me change my perspective to exchange the desires of my heart to want what you have for me, God, rather than what I didn't have, to return to me the joy that I had allowed comparison to steal from me. I asked him to help me to be content. And then he showed me what the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 4, verses 11 through 12. And it says, 
Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. Man, it came at a time when I wanted more in ministry. I knew that God had given me a gift, a prophetic worship even. And I knew that I was leading in church and I was leading our worship team and it felt like it was enough. But then I had to discern whether or not God had put inside me a holy discontent or if I just had this inordinate desire for more, which just would be me trying to fill a need for importance. Ouch. I was devaluing what God had given me to steward. It was then that I told God, if I never sing in public again, it will be enough that you have used me this far. And he gave me a feeling and sense of not accomplishment, but content. I had been attributing what I had, meaning the cars, clothes, whether or not I was traveling, other ministry opportunities to whether or not I would be happy or content. I had to release my desires and ask God to help me from wanting more than what he had for me. What makes me happiest, all of us happiest, is enjoying the skills God has given us, given you, to whatever degree or opportunity he has up ahead of you. I know that that was true for me. What made me happiest was enjoying this deep and fulfilling relationship with others. And my love language is, man, it's doing acts of service. When somebody does something for me, I feel so loved. So I would begin to try to be that person that I wanted someone to be towards me. So in the end, I had to repent from that jealousy and that envy. And I asked God to give me a heart of gratitude for whatever he chose to bless me with. You know, I was thinking on another note, (laughs) it got really heavy really fast, didn't it? (laughs) Sorry, but I have these heavy thoughts. I had begun to make connection between finding the gratitude in all things in life and this ability to be resilient. So resilience is the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility and an adjustment to external and internal demands. So whatever's happening on the outside. So as life is throwing you many curveballs and challenges, it's about how you adapt to each challenge that comes your way. That's the process of resiliency. And I felt like I was not being resilient. I felt like, I know it sounds silly, but I was like becoming down and depressed with the fact that I couldn't just run off to the mall if I felt like and have you know a shopping spree like I see other people do. I started to realize this is the process of resiliency. How resilient are you? I'm going to tell you a story. It's something about a sweet friend that displays both resiliency through difficulties and fighting off comparison. And I feel has been walking through it with flying colors. And I'm talking about my sweet friend, Jen Kasuda. Jen, you know who I'm talking about. She is the art of a messy house on social media. She's written a few um, Christian, if not Christian, but really positive children's books. And she actually debuted her brand new podcast the other day. I was so proud of her. If you remember, she was a guest on Because She Chose Here, our podcast back in, I think, season one, episode 19, Managing Anxiety, Motherhood and Marriage. And we talked about Jen's story with PTSD and depression and anxiety, as well as struggling with disordered eating and how she was set free from it. 
So in her first episode, here I am listening, something made me stop what I was doing and just write it down. It was this statement. She said, I grew up thinking I was ordinary and that ordinary was a bad thing. It's a misconception because none of us are ordinary. How could we be when we are all distinctly beautiful, created by a God who is extraordinary, and therefore how could we be or not be? How could he create anything that isn't wonderfully made? God makes no mistakes. For way too long, I believed the lies and stored them in my mind as truths. They are not the truth. I tried to conform to the beauty of society when the reality was I was already extraordinary. (laughs) Pretty powerful, huh? I thought, man, it's not just me. Mama, listen. Sis, it's not just you. We all, all deal with comparison. It's about whether or not you are resilient and you bounce back from each challenge that comes your way. So the next time you are looking and scrolling and saying, hmm, I wish I had that, and you have these feelings that are dragging you down, remember that you are extraordinarily made. And every single thing that God has for you, you will have. Don't doubt it. I know it's hard. Sometimes I doubt because I'm waiting on things that God has promised me years ago. But I speak to myself and I speak to my soul and I say, no, no, no. I will have every single thing that God has for me. So the next time you find yourself struggling with comparing yourself to others, remind yourself that you cannot compare your beginnings to someone else's middle. Your chapter one will pale in comparison to someone else's happy ending. Let's all trust God that he has so much more up ahead for us. I believe it. Do you? I'll be praying for your sisters. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.